The following episode of TOEFOP is classified M.A. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, sexual references, a sex scene, prison rape, time travel, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. <laughs> Hello and welcome to TOEFOP. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. This is a bit dull, isn't it? What do you mean? Just being in like a room, just the two of us. I like it. I like the intimacy. What, if you've done one live show and now it's gone to your head? I'm addicted. Is that what it is? You're only going to work live in front of huge crowds? Not even in a box to the disappointment of much of our audience who came to the Superpod that you weren't in some sort of, you know, see-through container or box in the corner? There, there, was, there was part of me. Remember that episode of The Simpsons where uh, Homer gets made... Um, uh, the leader of the, the Masons. I do. And they do that last emperor joke where he runs out and everyone has to bow and yep. he keeps running in and out. At the end, when we were getting the applause, there was part of me that just wanted to keep going back out on stage <laughs> and seeing how many times I could get applause. Because it is addictive. Yeah, for ages. I reckon you've been at... That, that, was, that was such a good crowd that I think you really could have worn out your welcome. You could have gone well beyond... Just to see. I mean, we've talked about this before, that one of the things I always dreamed of doing on stage is just dancing mm-hmm. for the entire hour to see how long people would last. I reckon people would have lasted even longer when they realised it. Because you'd already entertained them for an hour and a half. Yeah. So you'd, you'd, you'd bought some goodwill. Yeah. Like, you know, they're just like, all right, we'll keep clapping. How many encores How many encores can you do? Not like as in playing, just say you see Radiohead and they do like a couple of song encores, but they come out to bow at the end. How many encores do you give them? Well, I think in rock and roll, you could probably do three. Uh, I reckon in theatre, I've seen shows that have done like seven or eight. <laughs> yeah. Like musicals, like the last, they have, they have actually three acts. You have the first act, the second act, and, and then, then just the, the bowing at the fucking end. Yeah. I'm like, seriously. Like everyone comes out one by one, then everyone comes out together, then they run out from different sides. Oh, and that's, that's my favourite. The best one is when you see a musical and it's like uh, Marcus and Cosette or whoever the lovers are in, in Les Miserables. Because if they've played a couple, they have to come bow together yeah. and they always run and they meet in the middle and they, they just share like a quiet little word and they nod and they come out and they bow. And it's always like, what are you saying at that moment? When you run out to the middle of the stage, you have that little word, then you run and bow. What, what, are they, what do you think they say? They say, this bores me. <laughs> bores, this applause bores me. It happens every night. This is not a legitimate encore. We've rehearsed this. Like, we haven't come out because people are clapping so much. We're now in formation. We spent eight weeks at rehearsal getting this right so we didn't bump into each other when we were doing our ninth bow. I, I did musicals at high school, and rehearsing the bows was a big deal. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of high school musicals, and some of them could have done with a bit more rehearsal uh, bef- the bits before the bow. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, don't concentrate so much on how you're going to bow. Yeah. By the time it gets to the bow, people are happy. Yeah. The bowing didn't bother me. The fact that you had a 16 year old with braces wearing a grey hair wig and glasses, and I was meant to believe that was an old man. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was fun, though. Um, we won't bang on about it too much because people obviously haven't heard the content of the Superpod yet, but uh, we will put it up online in, in some way in the next. Oh, no, maybe, yeah. Maybe up already. Yeah. Okay. Well, if it's up, this conversation doesn't make much sense. No. But if if, if it isn't up already, I'll make no. This conversation makes sense either way. If it's up, 
then it's like, you know, you can understand what we're talking about because you heard applause. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're familiar with the concept of applause. Yeah. But if it's not up, it's like, well, this is what you're going to hear. Right. Okay. So it, it doesn't matter either way. I don't think so. We didn't say anything specifically. Is this one of those situations where you're like, oh, well, the movie, the movie makes sense even if you haven't read the book? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> even though they didn't see our personal success and people wanting to applaud us, they have on another occasion seen somebody do something impressive that was worth applause yeah. and they're now sub- suddenly substituting us into that moment. <laughs> well, I think impressive is a strong word. <laughs> well, Maybe people were applauding just because we actually got through it. Maybe they saw that, like, you know, final cold chisel documentary and they imagine us, like, you know, shirtless with our arms wrapped around each other just standing there soaking in the applause at the end of the podcast. Throwing drumsticks out into the crowd. It did look kind of, because we had the four chairs arranged on stage, like we were going to be some sort of acoustic four-piece, you know? Yeah. We were going to suddenly start seeing Gautier covers. Mm. It was like, not, it was all nice. four of us would play the guitar at the same time. <laughs> it was nice to use microphones that worked. I actually, part of me had a sneaking suspicion that like Gregor Day would just sabotage our mics. No. And that none of the Tofop listeners would have noticed. Oh yeah, this sounds yeah. about what it normally sounds like. Imagine Where's that. too loud, Charlie's too quiet. We, we, imagine if we said them, look, we're really happy to do the podcast. We want to do the Superpod. But to legitimately replicate the TOEFOP experience, could we be really off mic and then really on mic and then could it distort a lot on our microphones? Yeah, one of the microphones start buzzing halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. Could one of these just drop down for no reason and then you seem like the other person's distracted for 15 minutes while they quietly try to put the microphone back up? Because we'd be victims of our own popularity. It's kind of like Michael Jackson, you know, after he became the biggest superstar in the world, because his videos were so popular and so iconic, he was forced when he did his show to actually pretty much reenact the music video. Yes, yeah, true. Which I always thought was kind of weird because isn't the whole point of being a performer, you don't want to keep going back to the well. You want to kind of, you know, put a new spin on that thing that was really popular or just kind of reinvent it. But- yeah, but if you're Michael Jackson, nobody wants to see the acoustic tour. Nobody wants to see Michael Jackson just sitting in a chair no, but, singing his songs. But like Madonna, when she did her, I think it was like her Blonde Ambition tour, she did like ver- like a version like a version, like a virgin that was like a, like a strange sort of like Turkish kind of folk songy version of it. Like, yeah, I mean, I think you can reinvent a song, but like nobody's going to go on and see Michael Jackson just sing them all sitting in a chair. No, but like he he didn't really put spins on his songs. Like he pretty much played them note for note as that you'd hear them on an album. Right. So are you, so you're saying he should have reinvented them as another spectacular? Well, well I, no, he didn't. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. He's Michael Jackson. Yeah. But I'm saying. Like most artists. Which was also the defense at many of his trials. Michael, are you sure these are the lawyers you want? Yeah. They seem to be going with the, he can do whatever the fuck he wants, he's Michael Jackson defense. Yeah. And Michael's like, it's worked before. The defense lawyer gets to make his address to the jury and he's like, uh, I'd just like to start by saying my client is very, very wealthy and very, yeah. very famous. Case closed. Yeah. Uh, I'd just like to say... Um, did those whinging kids make Thriller? No. No. No, I'm pretty so, sure. So just weigh up who's yeah. made your life better. That kid you don't know or Michael Jackson. World's worst lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, if we'd had to replicate it, um, to give people an example, if we'd done the live pod, uh, my microphone, uh, for example, would have had to be uh, on top of three box sets of the Gruen transfer that I have in front of me and a promotional book I got because I had to read it because I was doing an interview that this dude was also in. So 
Or we could go back to our roots. Like if we do a, another tour or another live show and it's like where, you know how like bands say we we're going to play like our first album yeah. from start to finish. Oh, we're going to do our early stuff. So we do our, like, we yeah. do our first podcast. You'd have to get an old uh, tr- camera tripod yeah. and jam the microphone <laughs> into the side. And we'd have to do it across my grotty desk <laughs> in the kitchen. But hopefully one day... You know what we should do, man? Wow. Like, literally, we're going to have to do this podcast for ages to get to this. <laughs> but, like, it would be, I would love, because I have love going to see those bands where they play, you know, that album that you love. You know, you go and see the Pixies, they play the whole album. You go and see Faith No More, they play that whole album, whatever. That's unreal. I love that. I would love for us to get to a point where we could do a tour where we did live just our, our favorite, podcast. our most awesome podcasts, <laughs> like, word for word. Because that's what people wanted to see. The Kathy Bates episode from start to finish, as it originally was. Well, that's kind of what Kevin Smith does on the live small. They used to do, at least. Oh, they had that book that was all transcription. So you and I, let's just rip them off. Yeah. We can go to Tofop Tumblr and get, like one of our, and get one of our most hilarious exchanges. No, but I don't even want to do that. I want to do the whole podcast. Right, so with everything, including we're going to just like Google something now. Everything. Okay. Yeah. That would be great. Including all the boring bits. Yeah, people could nominate. Yeah, well, that's right. Because that's what they do in those gigs quite often is they play the B-sides or the things that didn't make the album to pad out the album. Yeah. So, you know what we do? Is it's not that we just do people's favorite episodes. I'll go back to the raw data. Yeah. Because I cut stuff out sometimes. Yeah. And so we include the vocal warm-ups that we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Benedict uh, which is, which Cumberbatch. Is, <laughs> which is mostly us just going, have we talked about this on the podcast before? <laughs> we go back and they get our B-sides. We can, yeah. It's like well, every year the Beatles, like they find, oh, fuck, and here's a stack of Beatles uh, recordings. Yeah. We just record, they just let out more and more kind of uh, oh, deleted material. Do you know who we need to get in charge of this podcast? A if lawyer. We, if we start releasing our deleted material, that's what we'll need. <laughs> well, yeah, we will. But you know who we should get in charge of this? Because we need a guru, someone who's got a passion for it. Uh, Tupac's mum. Because mm. Tupac's mum, like, she, she's one of those women. She's not aware her son is dead. Like, she's not aware. <laughs> she just thinks she's, like, helping his career. But she also has that idea that, like, She's one of those women that could have had a tiny little bit of cordial and let it la- made it last for like a month and a half. She'd always be one of those people who watered down everything she had so that it would last and last and last. Because that's what she's like. Tupac released like three songs and his mum's released 90 albums. <laughs> <laughs> so we get her in charge of the podcast. She starts cutting together shit that like, you know, people are sampling our toilet breaks. And- well, it's, it's, I've always wondered with, um, you know, the guys who win like Idol or X Factor or Got Talent or whatever. Yeah. And they released that first album, and it's always like one or two maybe original songs yep. or songs that have been written for them, and then the rest are cover versions. Yep. Surely they're not making any money off that album. No, well, that's why they've got the originals on there, because the album sells a lot because they're the star of that TV show. So if they self- aren't they paying a shitload out to the pub, uh, like people of the publishing rights of the other songs? Yeah. Which is probably their artists. It is sometimes, but no, but like what you've really got to do is even if you're doing an album of covers or whatever, you want to get one or two originals on, mm. because that's where you're making your money. And some people just do those stats. They go, well, we can sell like 20,000 copies of an album that's all originals or we can sell 2 million copies of an album that's covers. Oh, my God. I just had an amazing idea. Okay, what do we do? Get to other re- podcasts that cover our podcast. Yes! It's a reality series. Really? It's a reality oh, series. Right. Podstars. Yeah, Podstars. <laughs> oh, my God. 
And people, like, yeah. every week they get to perform, like, segments from, like, you know, their favorite podcast. Yeah. And, you know, like, on Idol, they'll have, like, uh, it's Disco Week or it's, like, you know, Heavy Metal Week or whatever. We can have it's, like, Science Week yeah. or it's Comedy Week or, or do it all comedy. Uh, it might be a bit boring to have two guys come out and talk about isotopes. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> yeah, comedy. It's comedy yeah. pod stars. Uh, yeah, one of my favorite uh, podcasts, uh, I think I have mentioned this before, is a thing called uh, Pure Poison. And it's just two guys uh, from a website called Crikey. And they just listen to like Andrew Bolt and they watch Andrew Bolt and they read Andrew Bolt. And they sometimes read Miranda Devine and, you know, Jared Henderson and people like that. And they just refute all their arguments oh, God. for an hour. I've never heard of this podcast. It's so good. Is it new? Well, no, no, it's been around for like Pure a year, poison. year and a half. It's called Pure Poison. You would only like I would it, love it that. if you're someone who enjoys left-wing nerds <laughs> dissecting right-wing right wing. hate media, <laughs> yeah, which over. I love. Yeah. I used to, you know, because I, I, I like to listen to a lot of the right-wing, you know, talk about radio and stuff. It inspires me. It angers me. And I know, you know, then I kind of, sometimes in life, this is why I find it weird where parents are like, I'm going to protect my child from any negative experience. Because so often in life, I've learned about what I really think by coming up against someone who... Dis- like, if you'd said to me, how do you feel on this issue? I might know. But when I hear someone say something that I completely disagree with, you suddenly instinctively know how you feel about an issue. Yeah. So quite a lot of the time, I like to listen to, you know, right when talk about radio and stuff like that because it provokes in me passions for things that I didn't know that I had passions for. Yeah, right. But what I used to love to do was listen to Andrew Bolt's podcast and then listen to... The Pure Poison podcast. Yeah. Because if you listen to enough like of an Andrew Bolt or whatever, mm. even though you know they're wrong, he's so good at arguing. After a while you go, well, actually, he probably does make some good points. Yeah. And then you hear them go, and this is what he made up, and this is what you made up. And you're like, oh, they were the ones that convinced me. <laughs> you know what they're doing at Pure Poison? It's like the uh, the masked magician. Mm. It's like the magicians are saying, ah, and this is my trick. And they're like, okay, this is exactly what he's doing. This is why it's not really magic. Uh, he, he, Andrew Bolt does this amazing thing where he'll write these arguments and like these articles and it always used to frustrate me and I always thought I was the only person in the world who saw it because he'd, he'd always do this sort of thing of saying like I'm not saying that and then sa- basically say the thing you were saying yeah I'm not saying that single mothers are bringing this country to it, their, yeah. its knees financially I'm definitely not saying that that single mothers are doing that Aboriginal single mothers I'm not saying that who came here on boats even though they're Aboriginals Aboriginal environmentalist refugee yeah. He came here on solar-powered, wind-powered boats. Wind-powered boats. Driven by Tim Flannery. Exactly. (laughs) He fucking hates Tim Flannery, doesn't he, Andrew Bolt? He really, that, I mean, fucking hell, he is Lex Luthor to Andrew Superman. He is. Can Andrew Bolt be Lex Luthor? And can Tim Flannery be Superman, please? Yeah, okay. No, but in his mind. But uh, he's made him his arch nemesis. I guess because he can't make uh, Aboriginals his arch nemesis anymore because of the court order. So now all the hate's gone into Tim. Well, no, I think that um, Andrew Bolt couldn't, it wouldn't like Superman because he's come here from another country yeah, yeah, to take our jobs. Yeah. I mean, they are jobs. I mean, if you want to help us. He's a vigilante. If you want to help us, then why don't you just join, like, you know, the army or the government? Like, why, why are you keeping it secret? Exactly. What's in that fortress of solitude? Yeah. I mean, if you had nothing to hide, you'd let us in there. Oh, and it's, a, a, oh, it's on one of the polar ice caps. Can is you it? trust? Probably a global can warming you trust conspiracy. A superhero from another planet with yeah. a secret identity. What is he hiding? You say it's global warming. I say it's Superman's X ray vision that is melting the polar ice caps. I'm not saying it's yeah. Superman's X ray vision yeah. that's melting the polar but ice But some caps. people are saying that. Coming here, taking on newspaper jobs. He'd be pissed off at him because he's got a newspaper job. If it wasn't he's for like, Lex he's L- journalist being journalist. And you know what he'd do? He'd support Lex Luthor too. Yeah. He'd be like... Because well, he's a... 
Yeah, uh, he creates jobs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he, without business, people don't have jobs. Do you want those jobs going offshore to India or China? Yeah. Because essentially Lex Luthor is like the mining billionaires that Andrew Bolt always defends. Yeah, or Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. Like Another trick that uh, Andrew Bolt always does is, you know, there'll be a negative story about News Limited or something and he'll go, here we go, another story about News Limited. And no, Rupert Murdoch hasn't been on the phone telling me what yeah. to write. <laughs> I just, As if he even knows who you are, Andrew. <laughs> you would be very, very low on his fucking totem pole. Well, that is a good point. Yeah, I think he probably would be. I th- no, I think Rupert Murdoch is pretty hands-on, so I think he would know who Andrew Bolt is. Like, yeah, I well, think- he would have called him into the Death Star for yeah, a meeting. <laughs> exactly. He'd be a very promising... He'll be, he'll be the emperor one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is kind of like an over-enthusiastic minor player because it always does feel like when he writes his stuff that he's trying to impress... Look at me! Yeah, look. Yeah. I can say these outrageous things. Like the way that he just like gets a hard on every time Lord Moncton comes to town. Yes, you know what And he how is. angry he got when the, the British government pointed out that thing saying that Lord Moncton isn't allowed Actually. to call himself a lord. He's like, he's pretty much as legit as Sir Mix-a-Lot. <laughs> <laughs> Queen Latifah. Like, you know what Andrew Bolt is? What's that uh, guy from um, Dracula who... He, be- he gets possessed by Dracula and he like is his servant. He's the one who's eating bugs. It's, it's, what's his name? You know, do you know the character I'm talking no, about? No, don't. God damn it. There's a, there's a character in Dracula who is basically the lackey for the, the evil villain. Oh, Lackula. <laughs> <laughs> is that that documentary on Lisa Lackey? <laughs> Lisa Lackey. How's that for a reference? Um, is she the one who was in that ad, Lisa Lackey, uh, where she had to leave the party because uh, with a jacket tied around her waist? She had a period. Yeah. I don't remember that. Is that her? Yeah, I think it was How Lisa Lackey. How do we find Lackey. that out? No, we're not Google. I'm not going to Google <laughs> no. Lisa Lackey, period. Yeah, but I think that uh, Lisa Lackey, because she was the one with the dark hair. Who, yeah, short, dark hair, hot. Yeah, hot enough, right? Yeah. And, and what the... Is that another podcast going on outside? <laughs> we'll have to reenact this bit. When this becomes the podcast that everybody wants to see. <laughs> the people who clean this yeah. hotel have been listening like, if those fucking two idiots can do it, we can do yeah. it. <laughs> It sounds better. From, well, you, we've left the equipment set up while I've been down there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Imagine if we found out that some cleaners at this hotel have been sneaking in when I'm out at my show and recording their own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Toe Mop. Oh, perfect. That's a perfect name. In fact, we should get some cleaners to do a podcast and we can call it Toe Mop. <laughs> that's um, how we franchise a brand. So, And we could also get it like a tow truck. Podcast and call it TOFOP. T O W F O P. Oh, I'm sorry. Get going. Uh, and we can release a, a game, uh, Tic Tac Totoff. <laughs> oh, oh, God. No. Oh. She moved up the uh, vocal exercises before so the show. You were going on the long jump then, yeah. and you did the hop skip, and then you tripped on the jump. <laughs> I was like, I was with you. Yeah, totally. He looks impressive. Oh. <laughs> no, I was like one of those vaulters at the Olympics <laughs> who fucks it up and just smashes it into the breaks their sternum like, on a pummel awesome tic-tac-toe fault oh, that's what man. I was I was watching smash. fucking Wipeout before I came over here tonight yep fuck I mean like the the sort of part of my if my if this was Herman's head yep. the intellectual character in my brain would be like oh this is what is wrong with society this is why the terrorists hate us yep but then the kind of fat, uh, lusty one is like, this is so funny. Yeah. Like, look how far these like fat, uncoordinated people are getting thrown across this river. The thing I love about Wipeout uh, is that 
You know, it's there's a wipeout place that they travel to. It's in like South America or something yeah. where there's no OHS laws. Yeah. Essentially, it's kind of you- like hostel. <laughs> they just kidnap tourists and make them do wipeout. <laughs> yeah, and that's what it is. So people travel from all around the world to this wipeout place to, you know, be in. It's like the Hunger Games. Would you do it? I mean, it kind of looks if sort no of fun. If no one would say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you hire it out for a day. Me, you and I, we go down there for a day. And it's like, let's fucking do the wipeout course. How quickly will we go? This is an That's when, if, when we're really big, when we've just done this tour where we play everyone's favorite podcast <laughs> word for word and it's a worldwide sensation. And we're like, how are we going to ridiculously spend our money? <laughs> if we have sold out a world tour, I make this pledge now on this podcast. And I, this is like, I, I make this pledge. Here it is. Selling out a world tour. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'm going to keep that a bit vague because I feel like, you know, if things go well, I might have to change. Yeah. But uh, we sell out a world tour. Uh, conditions to be defined at a later stage. <laughs> <laughs> World's worst lawyer. <laughs> this is not a contract, bro. It's not a binding contract. It's a verbal contract. Um, he's, he's scrolling it down in the back of a Doritos packet right now. <laughs> No, he's copying the terms and conditions off the back of the Doritos packet <laughs> and pretending that's a legal document. I'm like, this is all about Doritos, man. <laughs> so so uh, we, we, get, we make all this sweet coin from our worldwide tour. Because yeah. Thanks to the support of... Teabaggers everywhere. Teabaggers everywhere worldwide who unite. And uh, here's what we do to celebrate. And I make this pledge, a legally binded pledge about Doritos. Uh, that I will hire out the wipeout venue and throw a party and it'll be free for any TOEFOP listeners. Now, I'm not going to fly you there. You have to make your own way there. Yeah. But I will hire out the place and we can have a massive party and we can all play wipeout at the wipeout place. That's awesome. I'm yeah, there. That's my pledge. What would we call it? Wipeout TOEFOP. <laughs> wipeout TOEFOP. You know what? If people by that stage... I know. We call it TOEFOP. 30-odd foot of wipeout. Oh, awesome. TOEFOP. Tofau. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Who wants to come to Tofau? Yeah. If you guys want it to happen, yeah, you just have to make us like disgustingly rich. Yeah. Off the back all of the you have tour. to do. <laughs> you have to work out some way to make a free podcast make us extraordinarily rich. If you could work that out, please email us. Um, do we have to have like... Um, I mean, that's going to be like a, like a public liability nightmare. No, because it's in one of those Everyone... countries where laws don't apply. Okay. Bring your own knives. And, but I think we should, we should also get people to sign a disclaimer. Yeah, weed, yeah. You know what you should do? This is what you should tell Australians. <laughs> Carry drugs in a foreign country. <laughs> it's not Because that man. always works out really it's well. It's not Bali. It's some country where laws don't apply. <laughs> you can just be. go punch a homeless guy in the face. Yeah, but don't, like do, five don't do that. He's had a hard life already. Punch a rich person. Punch a rich person. Not the king of the country. No. That won't end well. Yeah, exactly. Just find someone who's smaller than you and punch him in the face. Yeah. No, don't. Offer, offer no, him some money smaller. First. Larger. Okay. okay. Yeah. Find a larger person and punch them in the face and give them money. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not a country. It's the sort of country, Charlie, where if you pay enough money, what country anything is, is possible. It is hostel then. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't have to be fucked up and shit. It doesn't have to be all, you know, dark. It can be just be cool shit. Like it's a country where people are really excited by the idea that you can walk around as a snooty businessman. In fact, they're actors, you know, who are just walking around being snooty so that someone can come up to them and offer them money and punch them in the face. That's or, what, is that, hang on, is that happening in this country yeah. or, or as part of our festival? Because I think that's a brilliant idea. Okay. Not e- only either. do teabaggers get yeah. to run around, 
you know, uh, on the on the wipeout course, but we've hired stuntmen dressed like snooty businessmen oh. to just walk around, and you can go up and for like a small fee, like a buck or whatever the currency is in this hellhole we're talking about, yeah. you can punch them in the face. But they're stuntmen, so they're kind of used to it. Or they're wrestlers. Wrestlers. Better. Okay, I think that's a good idea, but now that we're... Now, now we're blue skying? Now that we're locking plans, I've, we're spitballing ideas, yeah. I've got an idea. Uh, instead of dressing them just as a snooty businessman, why don't we dress them as the seven... We hire seven of them. <laughs> and you dress them as the seven most evil people in history. Oh. And people can all day long, like, just kick punch Hitler him. in the nuts. Yeah. Go punch Justin Bieber in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, this is a good party now. <laughs> this, is, this is going to be a fucking awesome How, party. Who, who are the seven most pe- evil people in history? Hitler. Okay. Uh, uh, Stalin? Yeah, probably. Are Pop we going? Pop? But, but, I mean, you could go way back into history. Okay, you know what? We need them from different areas of society because not everyone's going to be upset about you know, or, history of world areas politics. Areas of society or like cultures? Because every culture or every like continent is going to have their fucking king villain. Okay, so, you know what? Let's make them Western heroes because most of the people who listen to this listen to it in English. I don't think we're going to get many people from the Middle East coming to uh, Tofal. I mean, if we, if, if we suddenly have a massive Chinese influx of listeners, like the regulation goes down in China and the shit that we're saying wouldn't actually get us executed <laughs> and people let them listen to it on the internet, which there's no way anyone in China is listening to this on the internet. That'd be amazing though. If, we, if this podcast yeah. becomes like uh, Bill and Ted, like yeah. this is the podcast that saves the world. Yeah. Our podcast is the first one let in to China yeah. and it unites them. You know, like they, they suddenly, their human rights issues disappear. They become a country of like, you know, love and respect. And it's all because of our podcast. And, it, and ir- pro- ironically, we actually drive around uh, uh, the whole country in a tank <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, everyone is at peace again. <laughs> we act, yeah, that's right. Uh, we we, we, uh, we, we um, reinvent the Tiananmen Square image. Yeah. We'll be we reclaim it. Yeah. 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 Totally. I love it. It's a great idea. And you know what? Maybe there's just some sort of weird cultural, you know, because TOFOP is a weird sounding word. And for us, it's just an abbreviation, but yeah. it has become the name of our podcast. But it might be one of those things that it means something different in a different culture. Like maybe in China, like, you know, there's a lot of superstitions about the number eight and yeah. all those sort of things in China, right? Well, maybe TOFOP just happens to be a really, really positive and lucky word. It means that, gods sent yeah. to rule us. <laughs> I went with something really positive and you were like, gods, God sent to rule us forever. <laughs> All right. So Western villains. Yeah. And uh, I mean, so people, I reckon- aren't, people aren't still angry at like fucking, I don't know, like, uh, you know, Jack the Ripper or something. It has no. to be more contemporary than that. Right? Well, that's what I'm saying. So you can have maybe like, okay, so you get like a, you get a historical figure. Yeah. So like a war villain. Okay. Well, it has to be Hitler. So that person then represents all war villains. Okay. So if you've ever wanted to punch all a right. war villain in the face... So every villain has a division. Yeah. And out of that division, there's one final. Yeah, correct. So in the world of military conflict of the yeah. last 200 years, Hitler... Hitler still is... Like, there'd be some people who'd be arguing for Osama because yeah. he's more modern and yeah. there's people who are actually... So, well, he's already dead, so there's a sense of satisfaction. Oh, oh so Hitler's dead. <laughs> so you'd think. <laughs> we are in South America and there are stories. Yeah. Uh, Hitler set up the wife. Uh, yeah, course. but there was no, uh, there's no sense of satisfaction with Hitler because no one sort of saw him die. You know what I mean? We know Osama's dead. We got him, and there was the celebration. But yeah, he's dead. Yeah. The Hitler thing is a bit like an anticlimax. So you think people never would got prefer to kill if they were given the choice? You get to punch Hitler, or you get to punch Osama. Hitler every time. Well, he uh, he's, he personifies what about Americans? evil. I reckon Americans would be more upset about Osama. Osama, because it's more modern. Well, we're saying seven, so can we have both of them? 
No, because they have to walk, and you have to make them walk around holding hands and kissing. (laughs) I'm back. (laughs) All right, we we get two. We have because that's great. Because that because there's nothing Muslims like more uh, than when you mock someone who's part of their faith. Because that's I mean the great thing is in that situation that also covers up off any sort of vaguely homophobic uh, area of our audience who want to come to our party. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm not passionate. I'm not passionate because they're Hitler. I'm passionate because they're holding hands. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's a bad idea. We don't encourage homophobes. Yeah, uh, I reckon I we can have both of them. If I think we're going to struggle to name seven. Let me ask seven. you a question before we get to seven. Okay. Um, and we've knocked off two already. Uh, if somebody came, if somebody, if Hitler and Osama, yeah, were in a relationship, <laughs> and someone gay bashed them, yeah, but they're still Hitler. And Osama. What would no? It would, it would matter what they were bashed for. Well, but would it matter? They still got bashed. If you were a gay rights activist, yep. and you found out that uh, Robert Mugabe was gay, yep. and had been bashed by a group of like angry yep. kind of rebels, yeah, that's what I'm asking. Would, but bashed because he was gay, despite everything horrible he's done to his people. He was specifically targeted by one group. Uh, behind the <laughs> but that's it. Like, yeah. le- le- legitimately, that's the question. Yeah. Would the gay activist go, Yeah. well, you know... I should defend him should because defend he got him. gay bash. Yeah. Or does he just go, ah, fuck him, he's Robert McGarvey. You know what he'd probably say is, I don't agree with what they did, Yeah. but that guy had a gun. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't, I don't think they would. Say. I think you're right. You have to stick to your principle, which is you'd have to no say, one I disagree with yeah. everything that he does and I find him abhorrent and blah, 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 but nobody deserves to be bashed for their sexuality. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think that is what you'd have to do. So you'd have to defend Hitler and Osama from being bashed. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this fucking Never party. This party is going to make headlines. This is brilliant. It's We're full just of moral dilemmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be talked about both in the serious and mainstream press. Uh, so I think when you're, I think then you kind of go into the worlds of entertainment and stuff. You touched on like a Justin Bieber. He might be the person that people want to bash. No, maybe I'd, it's. A, I'd say be more Carl Sanderlands. Would it be the yeah, most loathed? Only in Australia. Yeah, but I'm guessing the majority of the we've people just done, are buying tickets. Charlie. Oh, we're, we're on the world's biggest How did, how did we that. get to... Mate, I can't... I don't <laughs> care how many times I tour Australia. There's no way I can afford to take people to the White Park. One of the Kardashians then. Kim yeah. Kardashian. All right. I don't know, who do you think... Is she the most loathed or is, is her mother or her sisters? I'm not really into the Kardashians. I don't really have... They're on my radar no, no. only because they're... But... but who do you think is the most loathed? You're aware of all the, like the backlash. I'm only aware of Kim mostly, and there's a Chloe and a Courtney, but I'm not really sure which one's which. Well, I'd say that I'd say that Kim would have to be. She'd be the most loathed person. In but can you bash her? Because she's a woman. She's a stunt woman. Oh yeah, okay. So you can bash a stunt woman because uh, she's not going to get hurt. Well, they've agreed. It's like to kind it. of play she's consenting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like oh, I mean, so it's like S or whatever. If if you're like if you're paying for it, if they, or someone's consenting to it or whatever. She's like if you're you've a, agreed to guide. If you're a martial artist right. and you are sparring and you need to fucking like you know get get match fit, you're gonna take a few hits in the chin. So she's tough. This, oh yeah, uh, no, that's a good point. Kim okay. Kardashian impersonator. Oh, could only we're not women... encouraging her to just run up and like bash a woman. What we're no. saying is this is a stuntman. This is a, what a, this is what you're paying for. Yeah. What you're not paying for. This is what we've put on for you. Yes. If you've ever wanted to bash a woman, no, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Some guys are like, oh, a minute ago we could bash gay people and women. No, that's not what we're doing. That is not the point we're making in any way. I, I would say only women can bash Kim Kardashian. Yeah, okay, I'm down with that. Yeah, cool, all right. Uh, well, do you agree that she's the most loathed person in entertainment or do you think there's someone more loathed than her? Um, 
I mean, I reckon that's good public appeal. I think people would certainly be interested in... I reckon there'd be as many people who are in our audience, though, if we provided a Kim Kardashian that you could have sex with. Well, who would be as equally into that? Yeah, we'll, we'll offer. But both. it can't be the same thing. We'll they can't be the same person. No, that gets weird. I'm not. I'm, this is not how I want this party to be. Oh, yeah, I okay. want this to be fun. I don't want it to be too complex. But how about we offer another impersonator, like prostitutes? We get seven prostitutes. Yeah. So you can I'm either totally fine with that. you can either punch the villain or or fuck them. Yeah. Or have them fuck you, whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever you want to do. Kinkies, yeah. Yeah. Or just like a pony. Do a bit of ponies in my way there. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I mean, I think that many you can ride Osama bin Laden around. Yeah. While he's just like a pony. Definitely. Yeah. It's a good party. Yeah, it's a great this is party. A great it's a great party. idea. I know. Yeah. We hope it happens. Happen. Make us rich. <laughs> you hear us out there? Uh, okay, what about sport? Most right. villainous person in sport. Yeah, Tiger Woods maybe? Would people want to bash Tiger Woods? I don't think so. I reckon heaps of women would. I reckon heaps of women would want to bash him. Mainly the women who were waiting for alimony payments and... <laughs> I did see so in the paper the other day support. that three of the of his porn star um, lovers have made a porno together with a kind of fake Tiger Woods. And so it's his real-life porn lovers in a fake porno with a fake Tiger Woods. If you were Tiger Woods, would you be curious to see that? I'd say it. To see how you're portrayed? I fucking love to watch that. Yeah. I'd love someone to make a porno about me. Like, I don't care if I'm being parodied. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't care. I that could, would be awesome. I could see it now. It's like some big, like he's probably going to be about 10 years younger than you and he's going to be really buff. Yeah. They've cast a guy who's tall. That's about as close as they get. Yeah. And they've kind of put his hair, hair up. Yeah, they've put his hair up <laughs> and he's wearing all black. Yeah. And they've got, the porno starts, it's in like a, a comedy club and he's on stage and he's doing like a routine. What's it called? Um, Philarious and it's F-I-L-L. Right. Okay. Philarious. I would have gone with Free Willy. Oh, yeah, no, Free Willy's much better. Yeah. yeah. Will me up. <laughs> I don't know, I'm obsessed with Phil. And so he's making a couple of jokes <clears throat> about uh, whatever. I mean, they're, they're not trying to parody. Maybe they, he says something, it'll be along the lines of, um, and let's just say it's an Australian porno, so okay. it's an yep. American porno. And so the actor playing you goes, and you know about the Prime Minister, is the Prime Minister stupid? <laughs> Thank you, I'm Will Anderson. <laughs> Because that's, 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 that's actually a little bit better than some of my And so you come off stage. Boy, that Prime Minister sure is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and then he's got to have, because they can't call it Will Anderson. Can they call it Tiger Woods? Because don't they change it to slightly, we do the porn version. So your name's not Will Anderson. It would be Will Hand on Bum or something like that. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Like Will. Will and I come? Will and I come. <laughs> Will and I come. Yeah. So Will and I come, uh, come, you come off stage and oh. then there's uh, three groupies. Yeah. Uh, right. Jokies, three jokies. Yeah. No, no. One's your assistant and she leads you back into your dressing room. And I, and I, and I see them backstage. There's the uh, comedians on one side and the uh, jokies on the other side. And I say, oh, clowns to the left of me, jokies to the right. <laughs> Stuck in the middle with you. <laughs> I would almost boo that. <laughs> I would almost boo, but I know you get really upset when I boo, so I just consider yourself warned. I do. I save it up. That was a yellow card. I save, I save, I save them up. So then, um, so yeah, so the assistant, she leads you in and um, she says, uh, uh, Mr. Anderson, um, uh, can I get you anything else? And you, and you go, uh-huh. <laughs> and you start nodding. And then you uh, take your clothes off and you start having sex with her. 
And then there's a knock at the door. Yeah. And two jokies walk in. <laughs> and they say, um, oh, it's got to be some kind of like sexy joke pun. Uh, yeah, you could say, well, they've got to walk in and they're going to go act shocked because they see the girl, the other the assistant blowing you. And instead of kind of being embarrassed, you turn to the two girls and you say, no, I think this is better. Here's what I'm going to say. All right. It's uh, three girls. So the three girls. All right. Um, the first one's an English woman. The second, nah. one, <laughs> second one's a Scots woman. The third one's Irish. And they all walk into my bar. <laughs> he just pointed at his penis when he said bar. <laughs> all right. Awesome. That works perfectly. Yeah. Oh, you know what it should be called? What? This, so it shouldn't be a parody of my name. The, the video should be called... It's just me standing with my penis, but as if it's a microphone and I'm holding it and it's called, is this thing on? <laughs> <laughs> it should look like, and you'll get Norman Pickering. To, is that his name? Uh, uh, Larry. Larry. Larry Pickering. Pickering to do yeah. the cover. Because <laughs> yeah. oh, his penis thing? is really long. Yeah. And, and it's it turned, turned into, into a microphone. microphone. <laughs> oh, I don't know if we've ever talked about the fucking genius of Larry Pickering before. I, I, my, my mate's dad, Michael Kearney, when I was growing up, his dad used to get the... His dad had one of those, like, traditional old-school, like, workshops. He walked in and he had, like, Playboys uh, stuck up on the walls and stuff, like centerfolds. And he had this one... I remember this one enormous poster that was, like, a big, like... Uh, what do they call them? Um, like, poster size. Like, uh, it's not like a uh, centerfold size, but like a big, you know, like a band poster. Yeah. Framed. And it was... Missed. A poster. Yes. <laughs> So what I was trying to what I was trying to explain is that it wasn't a centerfold. It was a centerfold picture, but yeah. poster size. Yeah. Um, and it was like Miss Nude Australia, nineteen eighty or something like that. And uh, me and Michael, um, we, he had a little brother who was say so. We would have been about eight. He would have been about five or six. Yeah. And we dared him to get up on a stool and kiss the boobs of uh, oh. Miss Nude Australia. Nice. And so he did, but then he got sort of halfway up the chair. No, he got up the chair and he was leaning forward to kiss, but then Michael like shook the chairs. If oh, I'm going to knock you off. And he started like crying. And then that alerted his mum, and we were like, get down, get off the stool. But he was so scared that we were going to pull the stool away. He just sort of stayed stuck against the wall. And I remember his mum walking in and so we're standing there and she sees her youngest son standing on a stool, like with his mouth like inches away from the boobs of Miss Nude Australia. And she just burst out laughing. <laughs> yeah, of course she would. It's hilarious when you're a parent. Like you would think that was, I mean, this, there's got to be times when your kids are doing things that you know that you've got to like say to them, you're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. But you think it's hilarious. Like you've got to love it when you're, like, you're at the supermarket and your kid just goes up and pulls down some woman's skirt. Like you have to apologize and say, don't do that. But that's fucking hilarious, right? Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I, um, my cousin Nick taught his uh, eldest uh, to say um he like it was really funny it was weird but it was funny um uh, so he when he was teaching his kid to talk yeah like yeah he was like manipulating what he was teaching his kid so he taught his kid who could barely talk to say he'd say what do you think of delta goodrum what do you think of delta goodrum and his kid would go nice boobs (laughs) (laughs) i mean that is hilarious right but I don't know if that's good parenting. That's, but that's hilarious. That is essentially just like one degree up from a parrot. Yeah. Having <laughs> a parrot. But like babies are shit most of the time. Yeah. But if you could... Get your kid to get fucking them to kiss, do kiss, shit like that. kiss some boobs on the poster. Totally. I mean, it was only a few years earlier it was kissing your boobs for food. You know. Yes, that's do right. Do you know what I mean? Sorry, like, yeah. So it's not even that weird. Like, 
to that child, that hasn't become a sexual thing yet. It's a long time before it'll be sexual. In fact, up until that point, it's still essentially just where well, food I think came we from. We knew it was sexual at mm. five. Maybe he didn't. He wouldn't know. But we were. Only, you would have known that it was we rude. Bad. Yeah. You would have known it was naughty, and you weren't meant to do it. Yeah. More than you actually kind of. I wonder though. I mean, I remember like just thinking, like it was erotic as a kid. Yeah. I don't know if I got like a little eight-year-old boner or anything like that, but I do re- remember thinking it was fucking. It was pretty hot seeing all these like nude women. But the Larry Pickering calendar his dad would get every year, and the year he, one of the years he had it, I remember being like actually a bit traumatized by it. For anyone who doesn't know, Larry Pickering was a, a cartoonist, and every year he would bring out like a celebrity calendar. Yeah. But the celebrity would be drawn in the nude, and there and was, that was satirical. Yes. Yeah, so satirical. it would be the, like it would be your twelve. Most identifiable, like he'd be good at putting together this list of villains. Yes. Because essentially it would be the 12 people who'd made the news the most that year. That year. Yeah. And he would draw them nude like in kind of, in, in a way that would sort of satirise what they did for a living or yep. like something that was, they were famous for. And the two that I remember most was, one was Ivan Lendl and it was when he was like the number one tennis player in the world. And so, we, yeah, okay, go Do on. you know this one? No. All me. right, so it's Ivan Lendl and he's sort of drawn like full length side on and he's about getting ready to serve, but instead of holding a tennis ball, his scrotum is stretching like down to the ground, almost like two two tennis balls and okay, like stockings. Fantastic, great already. And he's about to serve one of his testicles. Yeah, but but does he have a tennis record, or is the penis the tennis record? No, no, it's his. Te- oh, I think he has. No, I think it's just a tennis record. Right, he's serving his balls. So it's all about the balls. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. But the weird thing was, is it had this really weird. David Cronenberg-esque, you know, like merging of kind of like the flesh and, and technology and stuff. Like it was kind of disturbing. It wasn't like, it's kind of funny, I guess, but it's a bit horrifying to a kid. But it's good though, because testicles and tennis balls are quite similar. So it's a good area to go into. They get a little furry, they're about <laughs> the same size. You know, you, you hold two of them at the same time. <laughs> Mark Philippoussis doesn't know how to hit one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm not sure what that means either. Uh, but the other one... They you had, have ball boys that hold them in between when... Okay, that's weird. The other one was more disturbing, and it was Ida Buttrose. Oh, and yeah, And she right. was standing front on, full frontal, and her vagina was sewn up. And she was, like, holding, like, a needle and thread. Because, what, she was crafty? Like, was, well, at the time, was she doing some sort of, like, well, she, she was editing Australia's well, it would have been, like, it would have been 1985. What was she doing that around then? Was she, like, Women's Weekly or something yeah, like that? Yeah, she used to do those ads, I think, at the time. Because she, cause before that, she was quite groovy and, like, you know, it was all, like, clear. Oh, was it a sealed section or was it sewn up? Because she was editor of, like, Cleo, Cleo. which was, like, one of the first magazines that brought in, like, a... The male. The sealed section. Yeah, what well, well, was what sealed, though? Oh, she's sealing her vagina. Yeah. No, no, no. It was no. sewn up. It was like okay. it was like so the, it was those, it's like the refugee thing. protest kind of thing where like it was the thread was. Imagine if a refugee got that wrong. And I don't mean to mock refugees, by the way. This is a hypothetical situation. But uh, so I'm sewing up my lips. Well, how are you doing? <laughs> um, how are you talking to me? Oh, this is all good. Oh well, no, that's the weird thing though. Sorry, when I said she'd sewn up her vagina, and look, this is going to get a bit fucking um, uh, disgusting, and yeah. and uh, and, but there's no other way to describe it. So, <laughs> her cartoon vagina yeah. was hairless. Yeah, and you know how women have that kind of camel toe kind of thing. It's sort of like, you know, like it it, it, it looks like a little <laughs> split kind of thing. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Of so that's where the thread was going through. So it wasn't like her labia. All oh, right. It was that camel toe gap kind of thing. That yeah. was sewn together. Oh, okay. So maybe it was an arts craft thing. Maybe it was a decoration. Maybe it was a ribbon. Now I'm trying to think. 
I'd it like wouldn't, to know. It wouldn't be on Google, would it? No, probably not. Okay. Probably ah, not. If, 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 everyone if, listening to this podcast has been, thank God. Fuck. If you do have um, one of those calendars floating around, let us know what you... like. I'll if, post it on the Facebook page. I'd love to see, yeah. I wonder who else they did too. I mean, Paul Hogan must have been there at some stage. Is it? Why couldn't he make a comeback doing that, Larry Pickering, do you think? Don't alive. you think Is people would... Yeah, lives up on the Gold Coast. He's been involved in a couple of uh, not-so-savoury incidents over the years that have been covered off by our good friends at ACA and Today Tonight. And, stuff. and I don't want to delve into it too much because I'm not... But there was like... There was, there was, you know, legal issues and, right. you know, about money and investments ah, and so, things that, yeah. So nothing salacious. Oh, no, nothing to do with drawing people with hilarious cock. <laughs> like, that bit of his business was totally legit. And I, no, but he started doing political cartoons and stuff, I think. Like, I, I and. Of like John have, Howard holding his cock? No, no, like. Oh, there's a Batman one. Yeah. I remember a Batman one from the 1989 Larry Pickering. And it was, it was funny because it wasn't really Michael Keaton. It was just like yeah. a generic Batman. Yeah. And he was opening his back cape and he just had a massive cock that I think... Bat cock? Well, I think the, the head of the cock was in the shape of the bat symbol or something yeah. like that. I don't know. It wasn't his most... It wasn't his best work. Imagine if... Imagine if that's the thing that Christian Bale wanted to bring to the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, it's like... It's like, Nolan, I got a new idea. I think Bruce should take off his pants. And he has a cock shaped like a bat symbol. Here's my bat pole. Oh, fuck. How many uh, villains did we get to? Well, we got one. Okay, so we got one from the field of uh, world. Oh, we decide on two. We're going to have... Osama. Osama and Hitler holding Hitler hands. And Kim Kardashian. And then we're going to have Kim Kardashian as the yeah. representative of the entertainment the industry. Sport was... That's where we got distracted. Yeah, so we sport. need a sports person. And it's not Tiger Woods, you don't reckon. So mm. who else in sport do people want to punch? Is there someone who's He's famous loathed. for cheating? Oh, or? Who, is there like a, a guy who hits his wife or something like that? Like an OJ Simpson or... Oh, OJ. That'll do. OJ Simpson's pretty good because you can punch him if you think you got away from with murder or you can punch him for just, you know, because you don't like sports people. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what other politics? Oh, politics. But does that, I mean, does Hitler and Osama... No, no, no. You know, politics is good because, like, some people, you know, want to just punch a politician. Yeah. You know, you're frustrated with the council rates or you just don't like the carbon it'd have tax to be, or whatever. It'd have to know? be Mugabe, right? Yeah, Mugabe would be pretty high up there, I would have thought. Yeah. I mean, it would have been Kim Jong. He would be yeah. spewing. He would be spewing if he was alive and we didn't get, we didn't get him in there. He might still be in his own. I mean, I reckon people still would love... To, no, but he's kind of more your Hitler. Yeah, category, he's more like a despot than a yeah. political figure. Um, either him or Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, Margaret Thatcher. Well, lots of people who want to punch, uh, punch oh, Margaret Thatcher, really I reckon. Well, you know, Billy Bragg maybe, but <laughs> imagine if we got Billy Bragg down to Tofau. Yeah, to punch Meryl Streep dressed as Margaret <laughs> Thatcher. <laughs> this is going to be the greatest event ever. So we've got this idea. We're going we're gonna to need Billy Bragg, Meryl Streep, and the Wipeout course. <laughs> and am I right in saying that no laws apply there? <laughs> All right, we've got enough on this. I think we can fill out the list. T- towards when this is happening, we'll, we'll come up with a you know, definitive piece oh, that reflects people if, of the time. If people have got suggestions... Yeah. Hit us up on the Facebook, Facebook page. page. Yeah, definitely. Who should we have? Yeah, what, what you know, things we've got, should we've we got offer? Se- we've, got seven, yeah. we've got seven people that are going to be from different fields. Mm. That you would enjoy punching. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's good. But it's got to be kind of, it's got to have global appeal as well. Yeah, could so you? No local oh, references. If you're in like, no, no, if you're in like foreign countries. Yeah, educate us on who yeah. we should be punching in exactly. the face. Maybe this is how we get big in China. <laughs> it's like some Chinese people email us and go, oh, this is who you really want to punch here. And we start talking about that. And then suddenly everyone in China is like, fuck, I want to punch that person too. <laughs> I imagine if we got like emails from them, somehow like the email would be like a whisper. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're contacting you. 
say that our prime minister is nothing nothing I wasn't doing anything yeah um and they'd whisper it to someone else and then they'd get it wrong and that's where chinese whispers actually comes from <laughs> boom <laughs> thank you <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, podcast stars, which is that's kind of where this vaguely started. Yeah, we're going to do this reality show, podcast stars. Yeah, right? so essentially, it's carbon versions. Yeah, we'll get me and you. Yeah, and Dave and Greg. Yeah, as the judges. Oh, who hosts? Who hosts it? We need like a. Oh, host. we need someone to cut through. Like, do they have uh, to be from the world of podcasts? Because your host doesn't have to be from the world. Of... No, they drag him in. Who's yeah. someone that would? Who'd be good? Like, would it be like a Tom Ballard type? No, no. You're thinking too, oh, too, too small, mate. Right. Ryan Seacrest. We couldn't get Ryan Seacrest. Why not? Because he's got fucking idol. He's got a oh, okay, we need someone who's but like the, that, but their career's a bit washed we, yeah, up. Charlie we, Sheen. Too unreliable. Yeah, I think we... Well, we're going to be wanting to do all the coke and blow, <laughs> or no. coke and hookers, so we no. don't want competition. No, I think what we want is someone... Normally what it is, like with Nick Cannon yeah. or Dan McPherson or any of these kind of guys, it's someone who was really famous for something unrelated and then yeah. maybe had a quite couple of And they years. want to cross over perhaps to something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. So it's someone who was like maybe a... Nicky Webster. Yeah. Nicky Webster can host it. All right. Because it kind of makes sense. No, it doesn't. But let's just say Nicky Webster. Yeah. Okay, Nicky Webster. Nicky Webster, star of the 2000 Olympic Games. Yeah. Nicky Webster. And so people come on, so we get like eight groups coming on and they have to go through, say, let's say eight rounds where they pick their favourite segment from a podcast, comedy podcast, yep. and then do like a five-minute bit and then we get to critique them afterwards. But they don't have to do comedy. Maybe we could have a theme night. Like, you know, they're okay, doing well, idols they do and stuff idols. like that. So it might be science night mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, news and politics night. But we could do that because if they're all comedians anyway, that might be the challenging round, you know, because like the, the whole idea is that sometimes you'll have to talk. The thing about a podcast is it's not always going to be funny. Yeah. Sometimes you're just going to want to talk about an issue seriously and treat it with a bit of, you know, Intelligence and respect. Yeah. I mean, not an podcast. And so, are we saying that they <laughs> are we saying that they have to follow the script beat for beat, or can they reinterpret it? Like, they can reinterpret it. Yeah, because like Guy Sebastian, on... you know, would yeah. get up and go, you know, this is how I'm going to do. Let the doves cry. What's it? What did he do? Let the doves cry. <laughs> What's it called? That song. When, uh, doves, when cry. doves cry. Yeah, let <laughs> like like someone is stopping. Who doves let from crying. the doves cry? Who who who? That is a new interpretation, Guy. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> That would be great if you went on one of those shows and said, look, I've reworked uh, uh, Why the Doves Cry. And uh, this is my version. <laughs> who let the doves cry? Who? 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 <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, okay, so, um, and we get down to the final two. How do we decide? How do we decide? Like, Because in what they do in Idol is yeah. they get down to the final two and they're given an original song. Yes. Which will be their number one single. Yeah. And then they both get to perform it and the audience gets to vote. So yeah. how do we decide on our two podcast teams? Well, I mean, eventually, just by who we like. Hang on. Bam, before we get to that, so there's four judges. Yeah. What are our archetypes? I think one is very obvious. Uh, so, yeah, so, so Dave's the grumpy judge. <laughs> <laughs> one of us, you, I think you, you're the marsha. You're the, you're, because you like to be nice. You no way. Like, no, no. I, no, I reckon Greg Brent is the marsha because he's all. Oh, no, I'm more nicer than him. No, Greg's, no, Greg's all about like. Greg's you know, the eccentric fucking Mark Holden touchdown kind oh, of no, guy. You're, you're totally right. So, I, but, but I was thinking they were the same person because they're always a nutbag, but you're right. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, he's the nutbag one. Yeah, so. One is coming up with weird catchphrases. Yeah, and, Greg's the nutbag. Yeah. Dave's the angry hanging judge. Yeah. What does that make us? One of us has to be the sweet. I'm probably nicer than you, am I? Yeah, I think in a professional sense. I'm like, the I think in that one. moment. Yeah. Like, you know, I'll, I'll, 
off air, but I like to be mean to people on air. Like I, yeah, you do. You like I, to put people down. Yeah, I do. <laughs> All right, so I'm, Mar- I'm Marsha. <laughs> yeah, you're Marsha, and I'm. I'm always you go girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, and I'm Alan. Who's Alan? Ellen DeGeneres, you know, when she came in, it's been oh, like, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. like they just brought in someone. But was she, what was she like? What, I just, mean, she was kind of just funny. Okay. She, had, she was funny and didn't have any insight. <laughs> that will be me. <laughs> and funny, funny, no insight and yeah. possibly high. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be me. <laughs> um, so what do they have to do? Well, they, they, basically they did, they, I mean, it's just. It, they did their own material. Yeah, oh, no, but it doesn't work. Cause... No, no, no. They don't do their own material, Charlie. How do we benefit from them doing their own material? They do... Something that we've written for? Something unreleased. Ah. But it is a podcast that we did, but we have never released. So we get the credit for... Yeah, right, publishing. Yeah, for publishing. Because that's where we're making our money, remember? We don't make our money on the... Yeah, we make our money on writing the originals. The okay, that makes sense. All right, yeah. So that makes sense. So we record a podcast that they then... Both do. But it would have to, because it's a TV show, I'm imagining. We're not just doing this just like where there's live performance. No. It's a TV show. So yeah. it can't, it has to be a five minute podcast, an unreleased five minute podcast yeah. that the four of us have recorded. No, no, just us. Let's yeah, cut them cut out of the fucking money. Fun. It's our I idea. They didn't come the up with the idea. We they're on a wage. They're getting judges. a wage. They're we getting them, a wage. They're not getting percentage of the back end. They are like the hired wiggle. What the fuck is that? That's what they are. They're just fucking. Why are we even paying them? Oh, you. I mean. David's just happy to fucking like be somewhere like that's undercover. Seriously, guys. I mean, we came up with this fucking idea and suddenly you're like, give us fucking love. Fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. So you and I (laughs) record a podcast. It's an unreleased podcast. I will invite them to... Make us coffee. Yeah. No, I I actually was going to say I'll invite them to our big party when we're really rich and successful at the Wipeout course. And I will let them punch Hitler. (laughs) Do you think that's what the Beatles did with Pete Best? Yeah. Like when they had their their album, they had their number one album launch and they were like, Pete, Pete, mate, it's great. Pete, 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 it's Uh, Paul, uh, John Lennon. (laughs) I can't do a fucking Liverpoolian accent. Do it. Just struggle through it. Paul's up here. John's down here. (laughs) That's a little Tony Martin joke for all you uh, get this fans out there. Uh, okay, so, uh, okay, you're Pete Best. Okay. So, uh, yeah, am, I, sorry. am I Paul or John? <laughs> whatever you, whatever you find easier. Okay, John. <laughs> okay, so it's not, it's the 1960s, so the yeah. phone's got to sound like... Bring, bring, bring. Uh, are, you, are you doing an accent too? <laughs> oh, no, no, don't. No. Hello, Pete Best. <laughs> Pete, it's George. Ah, yeah, yeah, that's John Howard. <laughs> uh, nice to hear from you, George. Um, uh, it's John. Oh, did I say George? You said George. Oh, shit. Ah, uh, uh, you prankster. <laughs> Always ringing us. It's John. It's oh, good John. to hear from you, John. I have no idea what George is. Great, great to hear from you, John. Uh, uh, I just want to say, uh, bummer about having to kick you out, mate, of the band. <laughs> you sure this is not Dick Van Dyke? <laughs> We're having a party. Oh my god! <laughs> this is the worst accent ever. But we're having a party, and we'd like you. We'd, we'd we'd like you to come. Okay, you know what I love the most? Just it, I I love that that this episode is actually the episode that hasn't been released, and this is the episode that the two like. Well, let's get really meta on this shit now. Okay, the episode where we came up with this idea, we were never able to release because if we release. This podcast, People someone else is going to steal this fucking idea, right? Okay. So we decided after listening to this podcast, we were like, "This is this is a great idea. We shouldn't put this up." Yeah, we will come up with this show, 
And then we'll get to this bit of the podcast where I come up with this and it will give us an idea, which is that we use this podcast as the final podcast. Right. The one that those That's two brilliant. teams have to do. Brilliant. That has never been done. But here's the thing that people don't know is we're going to judge them based on who gets the accent as bad as you did. <laughs> Because when, like, you hear both do their podcast and, like, one of them fucks it up really bad, doesn't do the accent at all, but one of them nails it. Like, his dad's actually from Liverpool and he nails it. And then everyone's thinking, oh, they're going to win. They're going to win. I'm like, no, they didn't sound like us at all. (laughs) They sounded funny and entertaining and could do accents. Uh, We should wind this up. Um, Look, this is not a short one. This is... is not short, it's not long, it's a schlong. This is a schlong episode. Okay, sweet. Um, uh, You can check us out on Facebook. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, Twitter, TweetFop. Um, and, of course, rate us on iTunes. It's been amazing. I mean, we're not going to bang on about it every episode, but uh, it's been right up on the charts, and that's because you guys are rating it on iTunes and downloading it. And we really appreciate that because it means that we can get it out to as many people as possible and we can one day make this dream that we now all have of celebrating the success of this podcast at the Wipeout course <laughs> in a country that I'm not sure of that has no rules as we punch fictional celebrities in the, or have sex with them. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. Can we please make this happen? It's going to be brilliant. Um, uh, my show is finished, but um, there'll be other dates later in the year and I'll put them on my website. But there's one more week left of my fan fiction comedy show and uh, we've got great guests coming up and the show's just been amazing. It was, it was sold out the other night to the point where I had to leave my own show. <laughs> Because I hadn't paid for a ticket and someone came in who paid for a ticket and I was like, oh, fuck, I've got to leave. That's amazing. So it's been so much fun. Please go and check out Fan Fiction Comedy if you're at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. I'm Charlie Clawson. I am Will Anderson. Who let the doves out? Who? Who? Who?